Hello, hello, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Connected by Scenes Podcast, the trio back with you once again. Garrett Smith, Danny Espinoza, I'm Seth Smith, episode 20 of the Connected by Seams podcast, <laughs> and a tip of the cap from our cowboy uh, out there at his ranch. Boy, look at him. so softly, though. Oh, ever just so enough. Softly. Just, just enough. enough. Yeah. Just the tip. <laughs> Here we are. Love it. How are we doing, everyone? Um, Garrett, happy birthday. Let's not let this show go. Happy birthday, Jay. Uh, I'm sure Woo. you're feeling older 42. and wiser. Um, 40. Whoa, whoa. 40. Hey, whoa, hey. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Not quite, not quite, almost. Not quite. I feel it today. Still this older than me. A long weekend, man. Yeah, yeah, what'd you do? Let's just ride right into the highs and lows, dude. What'd you do this weekend? Yeah. Well, what makes you think that's a high? <laughs> hey, there's got to be no lows in that weekend. You had to <laughs> fucking hammer it out. No, yeah, actually, that was one thing I was going to bring up uh, during uh, the highs and lows was can't really have a low on a birthday weekend. It was good. Um, anytime your birthday lands on a weekend, it's you're you're already a step uh, up on the game. A headache you could maybe complain about, maybe, but maybe but that's Which, it. <laughs> dude, honestly, I was I was waiting for one on Sunday because we went golfing Saturday, and you know you uh, hydrate your, while golfing. Your shotgun birdies, and you know if you don't get any birdies, you just shotgun anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> but that, and then going out that night, and then you know. Sunday morning, I woke up and I felt uh, pretty decent, and so we went over and to our parents' house and had a little barbecue, and you know, things were rolling pretty well. But today, I think it was a mental thing though, like knowing that the weekend's over and you just run through it. Oh, I was drained. Oh yeah, I'm so tired today. I saw I him this morning. <laughs> I saw him this morning, and I was like, "Hey, uh, you gonna want to like recap?" Or he's like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, figure yeah. it out." <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, so I'm came go. up yesterday, so go. stayed at our house. So, uh, but yeah, no, the weekend was good. There wasn't uh, too many. Dude, my golf game. Haven't freaking golfed in God knows how long, and I shot a ninety, give or take. I saw you. Bomb, I saw you bomb one. Yeah, Kurt's yeah, post. No, not bad, right? It. Yeah, yeah. I felt great. We have but, no uh, idea if it went left, right, or straight, but boy, it no, was straight as hell. Just so happened, that one was a fucking bomb. Yeah. Straight yeah. In the middle. <laughs> and it was even better, too, because we were up on a hill, so that thing just soared, and it, oh, it was majestic. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. You yeah, did the face so back to the fucking green. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, yeah. shoot. Yeah, no, good weekend. Yeah, definitely can't complain. I'm happy I got to see you. It was for a short time. But, hey, we made a count. We got to watch Jurassic Park. By the way, if it's on Netflix, I'm sure everyone has uh, seen that. But, hey, can't go wrong with a little birthday Jurassic Park to end the night. Nope. nope. Uh, <laughs> um, that was a good time. But that's that was probably my high. I had a, I had a good week. Um, Jurassic Park was your high? No, no, coming up for the birthday. Oh, okay. Seeing baby Colson um i had to come up after work of fucking course slang and wangs every goddamn day um but it wasn't too bad it was and but dude with that the low i sat in traffic for the first time since march like i i don't know i don't know what's going on there's there's cars oh, right people stay the fuck home god man like what the hell it took me <laughs> so long to get up to orange county and 
That's actually the funny part. It wasn't even like during work hours. It was a Sunday. It was afternoon. a Sunday at like three thirty. <laughs> like, wh- what are we doing here, guys? But um, that's kind of my bottled up highs and lows. Uh, good week at we at work, busy week, and then capping it off, getting to see G. And it's also our other Brian, uh, other brother Ryan's birthday uh, wow. later this week. So it was cool, to kind of kill two birds one stone, uh, and see, like I mentioned, our little. Uh, cousin Colson Mack. So it was fun. That's kind of uh, my week. How about you, Danny, out there at the ranch? Highs and lows. Got to the ranch after driving too many hours and being half awake. But um, <laughs> you <laughs> called me. You called me. I'm I fucking washing my floors at Wings. <laughs> and I'm like, Danny's calling me. It's like 950. I'm like scrubbing the floors, sweating. Ended up talking to him for like half hour. I was like, hey, this is, a, this is a good call. I'm happy you called. But I couldn't believe it. You were like, oh, it'll just be 11 hours. And I was like, what? You're just leaving? He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> solo, by the way. He was by himself. Yeah. Hey, I like solo drives. Yeah, that's I'm okay true. with it. Highs and, highs and lows for me. I mean, hard to say there's a low. Um... I'm going to go highs with baseball. I haven't said too much about baseball, but highs with baseball. I think you just got whoa, me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Right Holy a cow. <laughs> I got, hold on. Let me, let me put my seatbelt back on. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my boy is Freddie Freeman. I mean, I'm, I'm, my low is that he's not going to the World Series, but I'm not mad. The Dodgers are going again. I know. I meant to text you that, but I know how happy you are to, to bring up baseball all the time. Um, so I wasn't <laughs> going to shoot that text because I wasn't sure if you were paying attention. But... No, I, I, haven't really, I haven't watched the game. I've seen just um, the updates on stuff, just on social media, but. You know, I, I, unfortunately, my you know one of my best friends, Freddie Freeman, he's not going to the to the World Series, and he's had a great, unbelievable season. But a real season. Oh, I mean, he, uh, what a what a player! Just unbelievable. what a guy! Oh my god! A great man. person, great family. Um, you know, it sucks that he's not going to the World Series, but at the same time, someone has to. Someone has to. <laughs> Damn, I was so Not fucking upset. mad. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I played against the Braves for too long in that damn division. I'm not upset <laughs> you're going. So, that's my high and low in, in one in Yeah, one right there. We, we all have kind of bottled Freddy, up highs and lows. Boy, I love you, Freddie, and I wish to hell you were going to the World Series. I can't be mad at the Dodgers. Yeah. yeah. You know, I should, I should actually add, that is my low of the, of the week, is the Dodgers <laughs> are going to the World Series. Oh, you guys are and Angels fans. God. It's not even Bro, that. I just – I just – There's something 20 years away from rebuilding. Let's go. Come on. There's something about just some the, guys yeah, on the team I just, I just can't, can't rally it. behind. Yeah. Because there's, there's teams like – especially as I've gotten older, man. How are you not rally? You know, okay, this is why I rally. Kiki Hernandez, when Kiki signed out of high school in Puerto Rico in 2010, I went to play winter ball. He was there. I saw him as an 18-year-old, fresh out of high school with the Houston Astros, who we got drafted by. And I'm so happy for him. Like, 
He's going Dude, to the he's, World Series. He's Mr. Again. Clutch. Every oh, big Mr. position Clutch. he's ever in is freaking. You know, Justin Turner is a friend time. of mine who I'm so happy that he's going back again. I don't know Bellinger. I don't know. I am I'm outside of playing against all these guys. I don't I don't know those guys, but I know Justin Turner. I know Kiki. Like, I'm happy for those guys. Yeah. I'm sad for Freddie. Freddie's a friend I grew up, you know, we played in high school together, you know, in high school together. But someone's got to go to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll let you have it. Good for you, man. I'm not bad. I'm not bad. I am happy the Rays are there. I'm a yeah. Rays guy. I'm not. Okay, I'm not happy the Rays are there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I was quoted yeah, saying the Yankees. I was quoted saying if it is the Astros Dodgers, I probably won't watch a single pitch of the of the World Series. <laughs> so at least the Rays are in there. You um, might be the only one because I think I don't want the Rays are probably the Rays off the yeah. chain. I'm, so, I'm so pissed off the Rays are in in the World Series. God, that pisses me off. Yeah, it'll be a good series, man. Best two teams not, in baseball. No, I'm thinking that you spend $8 million on a salary on a prorated season. You shouldn't be there. I don't want them to get freaking rewarded for that. I know. I know. <laughs> and then AL. I'm rooting for the underdog on this bullshit. No, and I, I ain't rooting for that. That was yeah. Yankees, Dodgers, East Coast, West Coast. Let's go. Do you know how long Major League Baseball has wanted that? Holy shit. They, that's yeah, like, they that's their messed dream. it up. Expansion team, goddammit. <laughs> Well, hey, that's our highs and lows. Um, <laughs> heck of a time. We're excited, actually. Uh, I mean, maybe this means we could uh, – maybe Freddie's a little free now. Uh, maybe maybe we'll see what Freddie's doing in the next couple days, weeks. Bummed we don't Freddy, see – I'm going to call weeks. you, Freddie. Bummed we won't see his son, Charlie, uh, take hey, over Mars. Twitter anymore. Holy cow, his son is adorable. Well, maybe um, we will. Well, but, maybe – yeah, maybe we'll it'll see. just be with a CBS podcast hat on or something. Just let them know we played together when I was like nine years old, dude. South County Blue Jays. He'll hop on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But hey, uh, before we get into our conversation, a guy Freddie also is familiar with, Joe Cancellari. Um, such an awesome, awesome, great conversation. Uh, as I mentioned in the interview, his name somehow gets brought up every single episode. Uh, in one way or another, the connection coming from you, Danny, uh, him being your trainer, getting started with the Nationals, and then everything that's blown up for him since then has just been remarkable to see, and he's so humble, uh, which makes it even better. And for this being episode 20, that, that sounds like kind of like a, not a milestone, but a, a, a big number, like a, a celebrated a episode. Number. And for him to be episode 20, I thought was fitting because he was supposed to be episode two. We were supposed to have him, like, that's how close, that's how much we've wanted him on the show, and here we are celebrating the 20th episode, and we get to do it with Joe, which I thought was awesome. Agree. Yeah. 100% agree. Well, we'll, uh, we won't ruin any more. We'll send it to the interview now with sports medicine expert, Joe Cancellari. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Connected by Seams podcast. We welcome a familiar name to the show, but now finally a chance to put a face to that name and a chance for us uh, to finally talk to him and get to know him. And that's sports medicine specialist, Joe Cancellari. Joe, how you doing, man? Thanks for hopping on. Good. Thanks for having me. Doing well. Hope you guys are doing well as, uh, as well. 
Yeah, we're doing great now that uh, now that we get get to have you on here, man. As, as mentioned, feel like we know you. We uh, we talk <laughs> about you somehow, some way. Your name uh, seems to always get brought up on this show, and and for good reason. It's always for something you're doing, uh, committed. Um, and speaking of which, you and Danny uh, share that connection. If you want to just kind of one of you take the lead and and explain how you two know each other. Yeah, well, uh, in 2016, I uh, was the sports scientist and the assistant strength and conditioning coach for the Washington Nationals, and I was introduced to Danny there, and, uh, you know, I've known him since, and I moved out to California about four years ago, and we linked up, and, you know, we've kind of just been working together ever since then, and, you know, training in the off season and getting into a little more um, – different modalities of training, I guess you'd say, you know, recently started mountain biking a lot and just Kicking trying to keep booty. Booty. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> just trying to keep things fun and, you know, change it up. But yeah, met Danny about five years ago and we've been good friends since. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been good. It's been a good relationship. Uh, had a role in Washington that he used to catch a lot of shit from, not just from, <laughs> from all the players. And um, hey, someone's got to be a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, he had to check on our wellness yeah. every single day and ask how everyone was doing, how their health was, how they're feeling. And so, probably yeah, not the, the probably the funnest role every every morning <laughs> when we showed up. <laughs> yeah, but, it wasn't uh, the easiest job. Yeah, and like when he moved, when he moved out to California, though, he contacted me and said, "You know, I think I'm close to you know to where you're at." And um, at that point, then we started training together and been great i mean it's completely changed my routine and re- everything i've done in the training side of of my sport and um i've been able to gain more strength at a lighter weight with more mobility and athleticism than i think i've ever had yeah i'm excited to kind of dive into just how you're able to get guys to do that and react in different ways but um yeah. before we get into all that man uh, you mentioned you're getting Danny uh, on a bike. You're you're no stranger to a bike, whether it's got a motor or no no motor. Uh, I hope you need. I I don't know a hundred mile <laughs> race. Danny just told me you you did this past weekend or recently. Um, I'm yeah. sure maybe you were wishing you had a motor at some point. Uh, but if you can <laughs> kind of just tell us what you did there, a hundred miles is no joke. Yeah, um, you know well, I've actually kind of just been always been around like two wheels. Obviously, I you know I race motorcycles and. I always used cycling or mountain biking as kind of just a, a cross training type of modality. And I'd say probably over the past year, I got a little more into mountain biking. And this past weekend I did a, something called the Hardman classic. And it was uh, basically a mixture of a, a road racing and mountain biking for, they said it was a hundred, but it was really 92. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, just <laughs> Jeff Ward and I, uh, we ended up doing it together and we had a good time. It was fun. It was hot. And, you know, you just got to manage your body when you go through something like that. And, you know, for, it was basically six and a half hours and I haven't done a ride that long in a while. I've done a hundred mile rides before, but it's been probably five, six years since I've done one of those things. So it was fun. It was hot. And I'm definitely going to do it again next year. And Danny is going to join me. Ooh. Damn, we heard it, heard it here first. Gauntlet dropped. Not, yeah. not Look at that face. Motorcycle. <laughs> uh, but no, hey, Ward, Wardy's actually a really cool follow on Instagram as well. He's always on his bike. 
Um, yeah. And especially in that heat. So yeah, nonstop. He doesn't get off the goddamn thing. I yeah. Got, I think the seat's planted in his ass. <laughs> well, at least he's sticking yeah. to one. I mean, he's always up yeah. to something, so that's awesome. He's, dedi- he's dedicated for sure, and he definitely puts the work in. He rides in. a ton. He puts the work in, and it shows, yeah. so – um, he's he's Jeff Ward, so I mean, I was just gonna say I, you don't expect anything less. Exactly, a legend like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The guy's good at everything. He raced Indy car. He got second at Indy. He's like yep. a three-time Supercross motocross champ. He's an X game gold medalist, and the list goes on with him. So I mean, I think he's, I mean, I think he's like sixty-four years old, and he's just wow. he's not. He's never. He doesn't. Never stop. guess that. No, he's so a, impressive. He, he's a, he's in good shape, man. He, yeah, he's a, he's a beast. He doesn't get. He, like I said, he don't get off that bike. He, yeah. he might as well have that seat planted on his ass. Like, yeah, yeah. He'll, he goes yeah. on that. I mean, it's thirty. Every I start every time I look at what he's done, it's thirty, forty miles. Yeah, or every, more every day. Every day. Every yeah. day. Well, every day. Wardy, if you're listening, we want you on the show, man. We want you on the show. Uh, he seems like such a good guy to talk to. Um, but, hey, while we have you, man, let's, let's kind of get into your story, your training. Um, before all that, a Columbia grad, man. Um, talk about your education. What did you study while at Columbia? What was that like? Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, I'm originally from Long Island, New York. So Columbia is in the city. It's an hour and a half away from my parents and where I grew up. And I studied, uh, in the department of biobehavioral sciences there. And that really included everything, which was motor learning, motor skill acquisition, brain and behavior. And then within that program, there was exercise science and exercise physiology, human anatomy and physiology. So, uh, it really touched upon a lot of different you know, systems of the body and, how you can apply that not only to athletic performance, but the general population and special populations as well. Populations that either, you know, have, you know, someone has a disease or a metabolic issue or whatever it is. So it kind of just went through all those type of, you know, individuals and really taught us how to apply it, I guess you could say. So when, when you uh, made that decision to go to Columbia, was that your intent was to, to get into this field or um yeah i think yeah it was i uh i definitely always wanted to work you know in sports i think you know a lot of guys do you know just growing up playing sports and it seems like it's you know a really cool lifestyle and um you know it's definitely that was a motivating factor in doing it and you know at the time i was at columbia i was fortunate to meet uh dr keith pine so he was someone who definitely started to change my way of thinking in terms of athletic performance or sports performance. And, uh, it forced me to dive a little deeper into their neurology behind movement and how movement Mm -hmm. starts from the brain and how important your central nervous system is. So, um, I think I, yeah, I think I always wanted to work in it. Maybe I didn't at the time know exactly how I wanted to work in it, but I, through the years, I kind of molded my philosophies into what I do today. Well, and, in, and ended up by going to Columbia and meeting Pine is how you came to Washington. Exactly. Which so, is how you and I became friends. And, open yeah. doors. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of it was funny how, like, Keith, at the, Dr. Pine, I should say, was, uh, he was a consultant for the Washington Nationals. And I was working, you know, and studying under him for about a year. And he kind of came to me with this opportunity um, with working with the Nationals. And I definitely couldn't say no to that. I think I thought at the time it was going to be a really great experience, which it was. And, it definitely taught me a lot. It helped me hone in on my skills and it helped me, you know, take what I learned from school and, and put it to, uh, to the, to the task and at use of what we were doing at the nationals. 
Well, from the Nationals, you've moved on to, I mean, dude, it's so entertaining. The amount of like, content you put up, uh, whether it's with Billy Kemper, whether it's with a moto guy, whether it's with Danny and Freddie Freeman and baseball guys and Rendon. Um, MVP. It, like, I mean, the, the names, the list, like you talk about what Wardy's done. Let's not cut your resume short either, man. Like your clientele is unbelievable. If you want to maybe just share with how many athletes you're currently working with right now or what yeah. like a uh, kind of that looks like for you. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's, it's obviously always different because a lot of the times it's uh, seasonal, mm -hmm. you know, for example, you know, in baseball off season, you know, this year it was with, uh, Danny and Freddie and Anthony, um, hopefully adding some more to the roster, you know, this off season. But, you know, I'm fortunate to work with a lot of different athletes. Well, Freddie keeps doing what he's doing. Your phone might not stop. Oh yeah. I mean, he's doing really well right now. So yeah. we just wish him the best of luck and, um, he'll be back. Freddie be Freddie. <laughs> Freddy yeah, Freddy. you just let him. You just let him be during the season, and then he just kind of comes back, and you know, <laughs> hey, again, you let, yeah, you let Freddie be Freddie. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've been fortunate to work with a lot of different athletes, and you know, my my motocross background is what initially got me, you know, kind of working at the W training facility, and I actually don't even work with that many motocross guys right now. I work with uh, Joe Shimoto, Hunter Yoder, and you know, a couple amateur riders here and there. Um, but, you know, I have, a, you know, with surfing, it's been coming a little, uh, I've been becoming a little more present in surfing, you know, Billy Kemper. I worked with Kelly Slater, Brianna Cope, Tia Blanco. Never heard of him. <laughs> Koa Smith, Travis Smith, Alex Smith, and then skateboarding right now. I'm currently working with uh, Chris Jocelyn, Matt Berger, Lizzie Armanto, um, and then I'm trying to think of other sports. Uh, hey, cool. Football, I had Mike Williams in there. Um, boxing right now, I'm working with two Golden Boy promotion fighters, Alexis Roca and Ronnie Rios. Uh, they both have – actually, Ronnie uh, Alexis has a fight coming up. Ronnie's kind of on the fence of when his fight's coming up just because of everything that's going on right now with sports. And, um, yeah, mountain bikers, you know, Brian Lopes. Um, and then Wardy will come in, obviously, every so often. And, yeah, it's just, you know, every day is a little different. You know, some of these guys have – you know, not as, I guess, serious training schedules as others. Uh, so I kind of go with the waves in terms of that. Uh, for example, like, you know, once Danny and all the baseball guys get, get going, they're locked in every day at a certain time. I think sometimes other sports aren't necessarily like that. You know, I manage the workloads of those athletes differently than I do with the baseball guys in the off season. So um, especially like with motocross, for example, and supercross, they're racing Saturday to Saturday. So they're not going to necessarily be in the gym every day. They have to be on their motorcycle or they're doing a recovery ride on their bicycles. So it's always different. Every day is different and my schedule kind of changes every day, but I think that's what keeps it fun and exciting. And uh, it keeps the gym lively for sure. Well, and the, and the crazy thing is too, by being there and watching it is that, yeah, you promote your stuff on social media and stuff, but what's really good is that, what your work speaks for itself because ended up people end up contacting you. These professional athletes contact him and be like, Hey, can you train me? Yeah. So, I mean, really everything you're doing is speaking for itself. It's not you going to an athlete and be like, Hey, let me train you this off season. Let me, let me try to get you better. I mean, everything you're doing, the people that are training, the names that are out there, people okay. are naturally gravitating towards you. Re results speak volumes. And clearly it looks like a lot of results are on the up and up. So yeah, a business must be pretty solid. Was there yeah, a... no, I... Go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, yeah, I've always kind of been someone who I guess you, I would, you know, hold myself like, like in a humble sense. And uh, especially with the way social media is now, I don't want to be like one of those people that are just blasting myself on social Blast media it. all the time. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> don't do it. It's so podcast. You can't even comment on his stuff. It sucks. He does something stupid. You can't even comment on his damn post. I know they're not, they're nice and long and edu- and educate. Oh, with my stories, you mean? Yeah, yeah you can't even comment back on them. <laughs> yeah, I I, tr- I turn that off. <laughs> but yeah, I know I, I just I must to have just, done that you know. too. That's why no one's gotten to. <laughs> 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 I turn that no, off. I just try. I just try to be humble and just you know like Danny said, let the work speak for itself. And I think Dr. Pine is the one who taught me that. That guy doesn't really even have social media, and you know he's built an insane business with the top athletes in the world by just working. So I kind of, you know, took that model and, you know, try to live by that, I guess I'd say. I, I have a, you to go back real quick, you kind of were touching on yeah. it with the motocross uh, yeah. and kind of the different uh, routines that you would get into with those guys. Uh, you, when you're naming off all the different sports, how do you develop a program? And with, I mean, Every guy or girl is different in what their needs are and how they need to train. But do you stick to a certain, um, a certain mindset or philosophy for the sport and then adjust it and adapt it accordingly? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question because, like you said, everybody is different. So, I mean, that's obviously one of the first things I have to take into mind is, you know, what that individual needs. And you know, obviously I'm taking into consideration their sport and what time of year it is. So that's an important, those are really important things right there. But I think most of my philosophies are based around, you know, functional strength training. And then I incorporate a lot of, you know, the neurology and the, the, you know, stability and mobility type Mm -hmm. of techniques. So I kind of have like, you know, my core fundamental movements, I guess you would say, but I definitely take in consideration the individual and I kind of cater a program based on them. And, you know, when I have a group of guys like the base, you know, all the, you know, baseball guys, for example, obviously we're doing, you know, movements that are going to be catering to their sport, you know, and they're rotating a lot. So obviously I'm trying to, you know, work on movements that are going to strengthen those movement patterns and then obviously combat, you know, what's happening when they're excessively rotating. So, it's all about managing their workload in combination with working on their functional strength, their mobility, their stability, and, you know, really stressing all the systems of the body. Because for example, in a gym, you know, you have the physical stress of moving weight, but at the end of the day, you know, when you're in a gym, I can tell you, okay, when you row, make sure every time you row, you squeeze your shoulder blades together. And that's a conscious, Mm -hmm. conscious movement pattern. But the second you step out of a gym, everything in your world is subconscious. So especially in sports, things happen so fast that the communication pathways between your brain and your neuromuscular system have to be at that highest level. Yeah. So super important. Well, well, yeah, I think you said you were talking about the the training, like you had your core movements of like, let's say like our deadlifts or our squats or whatever we do that is their or chest, right? Everyone, we all, most of the athletes in there will do the same stuff, but with having had the season canceled and being able to watch, you know, the football guys or the skateboarders or surfers, like they do other stuff. Like we do other stuff that they would never touch 
because exactly. of us being a rotational sport and us being, you know, just a different athlete. So, yeah, like you said, we have our same, like, we have core movements that we all probably do, mm-hmm. but they do stuff and we do stuff that that he has, you know, specific to the sport to help us be better at what we're doing. Exactly. For sure. No, I, I just think that that's uh... – I mean, there's a lot of people out there that get confused on training and it's all about strength and power and you're you're touching on all those key points of, you know, stability, flexibility and all the the stuff that helps you in everyday life, but in the sport and building blocks can only, you got to start somewhere. So exactly. That's like kind of one of my main philosophies is building a strong foundation. And then once you do that, you know, you can start to get a little more creative, I guess you'd say, but if the foundation's not there from the beginning, you know, we're building a structure that may not last 162 games. So um, it's really important to keep that in mind. And I try to implement that in a different way with each and every person I work with based on really the, the individual, but taking into consideration all those other things, all those other variables. Yeah. And, and, and what's not understood, I think, by a lot of people is they say, oh, you get ready for the off season. Like, you go to like yeah. 24 hour fitness or LA fitness. <laughs> like yeah. the, the, the intensity that people don't understand about what that type of training is compared to a, just going to lift. You can just yeah. go lift and not sweat. Like, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. You can go oh, for sure. Just yeah. lift the lift. There's nothing behind it. Like the lifting that we do with him. I mean, whether it's doing single leg squats and he's putting numbers in front of us. So we're thinking, you know, having to move our head while consciously, you know, to, to be able to call stuff out with him and do single leg squat at the same time. Like he makes things harder. It makes your brain work. Yeah. So you're stronger and comfortable in bad positions. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Firing all the different muscle actions and stuff. I mean, that goes a long way. Yeah. Really far. Clearly, the biggest guy in this, the group is being the loudest right now, as I haven't said a fuck. <laughs> uh, I'll let you Send guys talk the about all the, all the fitness stuff in the world here. Uh, no, this is fascinating. I'm just uh, sitting back enjoying it. It's so rad. But I also like have a question. You have to be like invested in your athletes as well. So are you watching the WSL and Billy Kent? Like, what are you? You know what I mean? Are you paying attention to them on? their kind of game days and, and watching these sort of things as well? Yeah, you know, I obviously, you know, there's some sports that I find, you know, yeah. I guess a little more That's attractive right. to watch. Than yeah. Others. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I'm always checking up on them. You know, I always want to see how they're doing. And, you know, the cool part is, is I, think I, I think I've developed relationships with these athletes that they're always checking in with me too, letting me know, you know, what they have something coming up or how they're feeling and, I'll always throw out a text, you know, see how they're doing. And maybe, I, you know, I won't get to hear back from them for two or three days, but, you know, Freddie. Freddie, if you're listening, text but, that. <laughs> but, um, no, they'll always get back to me. You know, I understand that yeah. everybody's busy and stuff. And sometimes when you're in the zone, you don't want to be bothered. You just got to leave your, you know, the, uh, you know, leave the technology behind, which I kind of like. So, um, yeah, no, I, I love watching my, my guys and girls compete, and it's definitely exciting, and it's cool to know that you were a small piece or a part of, you know, that process. So uh, Big part for some, you know what I mean? It was a big, yeah. big part for some. A lot of it might be talent, but a lot of it comes from training and getting those fundamentals built, so. 
Don't yeah. sell yourself too short. There. Yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> but even, you know, as you've made this journey, starting with the nationals and then everything else progressing, has there yeah. been kind of an intriguing athlete that you've worked with along the way, whether it was their process, uh, their journey, Danny? whatever. Yeah. Besides the beard in the corner. Uh, <laughs> like, what, has there been anyone that kind of comes to mind as far as what you saw, what you would envision, like actually coming to fruition or anything like that? Um, yeah, I think honestly out of, I mean, there's been so many, but you know, Danny is obviously one of them. And, um, Don't I, nice. honestly, <laughs> um, you know, Billy Kemper to me is, he's, he's pretty, you know, unique, I think in terms of, especially the sport that he's in, you know, you, you know, I think surfers, obviously, you know, they, they stereotypically get this, you know, view of just, you know, waking up, checking the waves, and, you know, if it's good or not, they go in, you know, or and then they, if not, they just go off and do their own little thing. But, you know, Point I break. mean, Talk yeah, story. exactly. So, like, <laughs> you know, he's been someone that kind of definitely, I mean, obviously, you know, every sport, you know, since that, I guess, ideology has changed in terms of every athlete nowadays is investing into their health, their performance, strength, whatever you want to call it. And if they're not, they're probably not in that top 10 or whatever you want to call it. But he's someone that just, I mean, geez, he gets after it. And I actually stood with him a couple of times in Hawaii and it was a full, a full day, you know, I mean, up at five surfing, then we would go train, then we would go eat, then we would go do a workout on the beach, then we would surf and then we would go do an ice bath and then we would go sauna and then we do ice bath and then we would go to dinner and then we would go train. So like, it That's was all it really, takes to rip 50 footers, huh? Exactly. So, you know, he's, <laughs> he's somebody who is just, you know, he just Good Lord. full send and, you know, it's, but again, like, you know, his life's on, his life's on the line. Yeah. So, you know, he's surfing, you know, he just got the best wave of the year. I think he, he won the biggest wave. Of yeah. The year. Uh, he also made a cameo on our podcast, so uh, that was cool. He did, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Danny did walking he? by, yeah, right there. Oh, cool. Beanie cool. on. Last, I think it was last week or the week before when he was in town, remember? And I, it was I went a solid backside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that yeah was I awesome. Think he's definitely been one athlete that I've been like, wow, like this guy is here to work and, you know, definitely shows. He's like, he's the king of Jaws for a reason. Yeah, that's so rad. Well, how about you, man, a little bit? You're you're quite an athlete yourself. We mentioned the 100-mile bike ride, but you've had, I believe, your pro card in motocross since 2010, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. Do you still get after it? you still racing? Are you, you know, uh, anything like that? I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not racing too much anymore. I definitely like to go ride whenever I can. Um, I think my plan is to race next year, maybe next year. Next summer, I'm going to do Loretta Lynn's with Jeff Ward. So, oh, are you? Sweet. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, that's we've been talking about it, but um, I hey, guess if you're we'll going to do it, you might as well. Yeah, Loretta, right? Yeah, and maybe <laughs> yeah. the plus 30 I do the qualifiers and all that. And yeah. I heard that Loretta's is expensive to get there. Like, Yeah, it is. It is. You got to do the qualifiers, and, you know, I you can do those locally. But then mm-hmm. we're gonna get him. We're gonna get him fully sponsored. We're fine. We're, oh no, I have got, no doubt gonna, that he can do it. We're gonna we're gonna work on this whole sponsorship deal for him for his bike riding. To get him going. <laughs> I like and then that. I, I kind of up in the air between doing uh, Loretta's and uh, a mountain bike race called Leadville. So that's a hundred mile bike ra- mountain bike race, and it's in Utah, and it's 
about 12,000 feet of elevation at 12,000 feet. Yeah. So, I was going to say, right. what are you seeing yeah. at elevation? <laughs> and God. then you go up to about 18,000 feet or 16,000 feet Christ. or something. So it's one of those two. Uh, yeah. Either way. Ride with an oxygen then, then later on, yeah. he's going to try the Ironman after he does one of these. <laughs> oh, my god. When's gosh. Everest coming up? You yeah. going to do uh, that one? Ooh, that's that so cool, though. Like, he's going to do Everest without an oxygen tank. Yeah. <laughs> at that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's rad, though. I can remember our pops, G and I, uh, Garrett and I, uh, our dad, he would do mountain bike races. We'd go to Big Bear, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, cool. I never went to Idlewild. Go to but Utah. Yeah, I didn't, to, I didn't yeah. do the Idlewild. But he's, uh, he's doing a uh, motocross race, actually. Uh, what is that, next weekend, G? Uh, yeah, oh, not, late October. Not next weekend, the next he's weekend. doing the vintage yeah. something. The, the Vet World Championship. Yeah. 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 At Glen Helen. Yeah, maybe. I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah. Sorry, cool. pops. <laughs> but I was, yeah, uh, I'm fired up. I'm fired up for him to get on the bike, though. That's going to be cool. Yeah, yeah pretty sweet. Well, he enjoys doing it, right? Oh, he oh, loves oh, it. He loves it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, got he like, it. he's got like eight bikes, and, you know, half of them are like super vintage and, you know, special That's makeups sick. that he's putting together and stuff. He loves it, though. Awesome. Awesome. That's always good to see. He just actually bought a like 84125, YZ125. And he got no it super way. cheap, like Craigslist or something. But uh, brought it, o- brought it, to- brought it home, and fired it up, and it actually ran. It was like, oh no shit! Way. Like, yeah, no, the thing's sweet. Yeah. He's loving it. We gotta get him and Jeff Ward together. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> when, when we went home one time, we literally were like, "Dad, guess who we might have on the podcast?" And he was like, "Jeff Ward," and I was like. Wait, did we tell you? Like, how'd you know? <laughs> yeah, was like, he was like, no, but combo. that would be so freaking cool. Um, oh, man, Jeff he will do it. it. We'll, we'll talk be... to Jeff. We'll get him on here. Yeah, but yeah. He, we were trying to get him on, and then, and then a friend happened, of unfortunately. Know, passed away, and then he had he was traveling a lot. Oh, he'll do it now. He, I think now he was he's pretty funny. I think he's a little settled back at home right now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah we the, would love it. That would be so cool. There would be, there would be a lot of people that would love that conversation. Um, but hey, while we still have you, man, you don't strike me as someone that is going to settle or be done, uh, especially education wise. Um, I feel like you three probably could have just went on and on, you know what I mean? Which is not a bad thing. I'm just saying, I don't think you're going to stop pursuing education. What's what's next in store in you uh, for you or anything like that? Yeah, I think, you know, in terms of that, I always kind of telling myself that, you know, the more I learn, the less I know type thing. And I, uh, I've definitely have always pushed myself in terms of education because, you know, the more I educate myself, the better my athletes are going to be and the people that I work with are going to benefit from that. But, you know, I kind of, you know, I have the, uh, the basic certified strength conditioning coach certification. Um, I practice something called LDOA and I'm an LDOA practitioner, which is level one and two, which is specific to your vertebrae, your L5, S1, all the way up to your C1, C2. Um, and then, you know, I actually got a couple of certification through this you know, um, company called Integrated Kinetic Neurology, which is really focused around your vestibular system, subconscious and conscious movement strategies and your vis- visual system. So I think, you know, my approach and, you know, sports performance, and it doesn't even have to even be an athlete. It's just unique in the sense that I try to incorporate all that. And the, the mix is different for everybody, but I definitely want to use what I've learned and apply it in the best way possible. And that sometimes may not happen in the first week or the first month. And, and sometimes figuring out an individual takes time. But I think once you get a good 
rhythm or a good recipe for that person, you just kind of just start moving and making it. Yeah, and you know, the LDOA certifications are something that I want to go all the way to level five with. Uh, but that takes a little bit of time. And Dr. Pine was someone who introduced me to LDOA and the myofascial stretching world. And it's something that I really like to apply to athletes and you know, just everyday individuals because we're all sitting down at a desk all day. Our shoulders are roll forward. We have bad posture, <laughs> and that's exactly. <laughs> and, that's no. what, and that's exactly what Eldoa combats. And you know, especially for like you know, for example, someone like Danny who's rotating a lot. Just every time you rotate, you know, your your spine and vertebrae pinch. So anytime you can decompress that region, whether it's your low back or your middle thoracic or even your cervical, uh, it's definitely beneficial to your health. So. Yeah, education is really important to me, and I definitely always will continue to pursue it and try and learn more. So, so with that Eldoa, I'm yeah. I'm new to this. I've never heard yeah. of that, and I'm curious if Danny, I'm sure, has heard it just through you, or maybe he heard it before that. How yeah. uh, familiar or popular is that uh, with with most people, and what are they missing out on? Um, I would say it's probably not the most popular thing, you know. It's, it's very, very specific and I might be wrong, but I know that there's less, I think there's less than like 150 Eldoa practitioners in the United Ooh. States, Wow! but it's a very in-depth and I should actually backtrack. Eldoa just means to create space. It's a French acronym and it's a really long one, but in short, <laughs> it's just creating space. And basically if you think about, you know, if you have your L5S1, which is your last lumbar vertebrae that attaches to your sacrum you can actually position yourself in a certain way that it actually opens up the facet for however long you want to hold it for. And what you're doing is you're decompressing that region, you're creating space and you're allowing uh, synovial fluid to rush in between those joints. You're hydrating the disc and you're creating overall good, you know, bio integrity of the region. And, to, and secondly, you're, you're correcting the posture. And for athletes, you know, Danny's a great example that rotates a lot. Uh, but then for motocross guys and any other type of athlete who's landing really hard or compressing, you know, it might not be the L5S1. There's an actual stretch for every single one of your vertebrae up the spine. And um, it's a really, really beneficial um, series of movements. And it goes even further because all your nerve endings that come off your spine, if, if you tell me, for example, you have – knee pain, you know, that, and you point to your knee, that doesn't necessarily mean it's coming from there. If the nerve that comes from your spine that goes through your knee is being pinched somewhere up your back, decompressing that region can alleviate that pain at the knee. That's just an example. Don't know if that's true, but there's just so many sounds, other. Sounds really good to me. Yeah. That is <laughs> a weird place, man. Shit. Exactly. Exactly. So, and then even the myofascial stretching that is uh, involved in that. I think a lot of people, will stretch, but they don't necessarily stretch the fascia that, sh that surrounds their muscles. So um, it's a pretty in-depth, I'd say, series of movements, and it has to be applied the right way, and they have to have someone there just kind of guiding you through it, but uh, it's super beneficial. It's, it's well, it sounds like that's not even – I was just going to say, it sounds like that's not even just for athletes. So that's just for oh, yeah, overall for life. Like, yeah. 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 But it's, it, it, it can be for anybody. I mean, for exactly. it's, it's health for everybody. But the thing is, is that when I do all that stretching with Joe, it's very hard unless I were to be 
train in that to feel completely comfortable doing it on my own all the time. Sure. Yeah. Because it is very specific, and if you're not right, then you're either not doing you're doing it wrong to where it could be, you know, not beneficial to you, hurt you, or you know, it's, you wasting your time. Yeah. yeah, you have to do it the right way. Yeah, it's I, weird. You get, very you specific. Get some weird positions and some weird like you'll feel some weird stuff, but it's very beneficial. Yeah. When I when I had my spill of mountain bike in a month and a half ago or two months ago or whatever <laughs> Danny's Which laughing one? at um, <laughs> my neck was jacked up and I got adjusted for the first time ever yeah. and, and not gonna lie didn't expect it and scared the shit out of me and I was <laughs> I left there going like I I would never be able to do this job like there's so much trust that you need to have in that person yeah. and just like I don't know oh, it, it was scary yeah well, well, Joe, <laughs> we uh, we appreciate you said a lot of words. I don't know exactly what they mean, but you're doing something <laughs> right, man. And it's so fun to appreciate watch. It. Let people know where they can follow you, how they can follow along with your success, where they can find you if they're interested. Where they can in hire you, anything or hire you, <laughs> bookings, whatever you want, man. Well, um, I guess my my Instagram is Joe underscore Cancellary. Um, hard name to spell. You can't but send actually, the hard eyes, unfortunately, <laughs> on this story, but you can follow. But then actually, I, uh, we just, I, my girlfriend and I uh, just started an app and our own fitness brand. Big drop. I told you yeah. we have a drop for this. Big drop. Uh, breaking, we are a breaking news channel. <laughs> breaking news. We're but known you, can for find, that. you can find us at uh, m1strong.com. And, uh, One more yeah, time. m1strong.com. Bam. Ooh, that was cool. Yeah. That was good. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, I just wanted to kind of just take my knowledge and, you know, for knowledge <laughs> as well and just integrate it into a, a platform that can not only help professional athletes, but everyday fitness enthusiasts and people trying to look, you know, a little better, get healthier, and, you know, just live an overall better quality of life. You don't have to be a professional athlete to join. Uh, we do have professional athlete training, but we're using a mobile app. And it's a pretty easy process to sign up, uh, 40 bucks a month. And then the professional athlete training uh, goes a little higher. But we have an, uh, kind of just like a little you know, form that you fill out as you sign up to, give it to kind of give us a little better price point for the professional athlete side. But uh, we're definitely looking to expand it. We're just starting out um, slow and easy and looking to grow uh, the right way. But Well, I hope you're ready for the following now that it's been dropped. There yeah. you go. Let's you go. go. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. That is so I cool. If you, need a, if you need an intern or assistant, I'm, I'm looking. Yeah, <laughs> we know a guy. Awesome. <laughs> well, sweet, man. Thank you so much, dude. It's, it's so nice Great to, uh, I mean, Danny wasn't lying. You're as good as advertised. So happy Appreciate we got it. to talk to you and meet you. No, yeah. And hopefully you can do it in person sometime soon. Uh, this Absolutely. was a blast. Thanks. Appreciate it. I really appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, I guess maybe next week we'll all go for a mountain bike ride. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get out there. Yeah, you get, Danny tried, how it goes. Yeah. Danny tried a couple weeks ago, and he told me, and he was like, "Yeah, it's like 35 miles." I was like, "Dude, I haven't ridden in three weeks. I, I don't know about this." Oh, we'll man. build up, Danny. I'll, Danny, whenever you come back, we'll go. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. We'll get sweet. It. I'm in. All right, Joe. Thank awesome. you so much, man. Have Thanks, a good Joe. night. Thanks, Joe. Right. Have a good night. Bye. So we hear the conclusion of the interview there with Joe Cancellari, the sports medicine specialist who works with just so many professional athletes on 
so many different levels. He goes from, you know, training a seven-time all-star to training someone that rips 50-foot waves. You know what I mean? It's remarkable to see how he's able to balance that and just kind of see his growth. Um, I'm sure, like you guys kind of joked about Danny, that position he was thrown into in Washington is not an easy deal at all. Dealing with that many professional athletes of that caliber, trying to get them to show up every day and work and train and and be that you know energy that, that guys don't want all the time. Um, but to see him start from there, now do this, do that, and now has kind of reached and doing his own thing, creating his own website with him and his girl, um, which I think is awesome, by the way, M1 Strong. Check it out. I checked it out platforms up the website's running super clean um, but just overall just an amazing journey that is nowhere near done he talks about still wanting to accomplish more education wise and and just do so much more which we love he's never settling and just trying to prosper as much as he can which uh to chime in there you say and he talked about extending his education and always learning it it's hard to believe that he has more to learn because, you know, his mind is so vast in knowledge and different in different types, you know, like he's all over the place, but in a good way. And <clears throat> he, he talks about and mentions like he always kind of knew like that's what he wanted to get into. And he's always trying to get in there. And for somebody like me who I didn't, I mean, I worked out in high school, but it was like, what we had to work out for baseball. And then post high school, all of a sudden it was like, Oh, this is what the gym's all about. And I got pretty heavily into it. And, you know, I fast forward freaking 15 years and I'm finally going through with something that, you know, I've always wanted to do and it's right up there. And, you know, to become somebody like him and be a personal trainer is one thing, but to become somebody that's creating their own platform and their own philosophy and and building training programs and understanding the body that far that's freaking so incredibly difficult in my mind but he does it so well and to hear him talk about all the different connections and the focuses on you know the flexibility stability and all the the neuromuscular connections and all that it it was just cool to listen and hear because that's exactly what I'm learning about and it like follows along and like I had mentioned to you guys too post combo it's like the mindset and philosophies might be the same but he has it to a whole nother level with his workouts and his training and it's like I, I don't know I thought it was super cool and something super relatable well that's what I sorry Danny I'll let you go but that's what I was saying pre-show is he kept it so relatable he didn't make it too nerdy to where someone like me wasn't lost hearing it wasn't completely in the distance of like what the hell is he talking about you know what i mean like he made it so relatable and people are reaching out to him these are top caliber athletes reaching out to him to train he doesn't have to contact anyone which well i I think i feel like that's how you know you've made it but also what's cool about the way he talks and like about his his craft and um in style it's it, it's not just relatable to that high end or high level guy like you know healthy yeah. living healthy lifestyle is for everybody so like his training and everything is across the board and it's not just for professionals you know um and he he talks about that and i thought that was really cool too yeah he doesn't only train you know professional athletes he does train just normal people that want to stay in shape and want to you know make their their life healthier and better 
Um, Joe is a guy that after all the seasons and years that I went through with training that I really trusted and said, all right, I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a change right now. And I made the change, you know, for the better. And he's such a smart guy. And the, the thing I like about Joe is that he's so open to learning. He does not believe that what he teaches and what he does is hundred percent, hundred percent correct. He's always willing to learn. And if he's willing to learn, that helps me because I don't know that world. That's not, that's not my forte, but for him to be able to be willing to change and to learn that, that only helps me. That only helps every athlete that he helps. And, you know, for, for, for him to be training a guy like Freddie Freeman over the past two seasons, whose numbers have become better and better and better, you can see the difference that, Joe's made in his career. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that Freddie's not full of talent. Freddie's got more talent than the normal human being, obviously. He's got the hand-eye coordination, the power, the strength, the height, the leverage. Athleticism, yeah. I mean, Freddie's got everything you want, right? But Joe has only helped that. He's only helped make Freddie a better athlete on top of what Freddie is. And Freddie believes in it. I, I feel as long as I've known Freddie over all the years is that Freddie believes in Joe. And I, I, you know, I believe in Joe and Joe's helped me in my career. And I just think that everything that Joe tries to do is not necessarily for him. It's for the athletes, for the people he's trying to train. And so Someone like Garrett, who's trying to get into the world, like I told Garrett, I said, come in, come into a day and just see, see what it's about. Oh, for sure. Just, you know what I mean? The interaction, like, the everything. Right. Because he's learned from so many people and now he's teaching. Now he can show people what he's learned. And Joe's the type of person that he wants to show people. You know, he wants to help people. It's not, it's not about it's Joe. Not- Right. He seemed like it wasn't so much like, I'm not keeping secrets. There's no, no magic sauce. It's like, no, like, everybody needs to learn and, and grow and see what's going on here. So that yeah, was, and, I and, 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 and that's kudos to the person who he is and kudos to his parents for, you know, raising him the, the right way that, you know, that he wants to help other people. And, and, you know, Joe's a very good friend of mine, a, a guy that I want at my, you know, I want it at Christmas. I want it, you know, my Thanksgiving. That a friend of mine that I I want there with me, and so I trust him with my life. I trust him with my family, and you know, he he's just a dude that you know I would entrust. If I told him any friend, hey, go train with him. He's gonna help you. It, it's not it's not gonna be a lie. It's not to make me look better. It's not to make him look better. It's because. He's gonna really help you. He's, he's gonna help he's, you. He's yeah, it's, it's not, yeah. Yeah. Before, he's a good person. He want and he wants to help you. You know, it's not about his money. He wants to help you. Yeah, and you got that sense just hearing him talk in the 35, 40 minutes that we did of him hating to post on social media, <laughs> but understanding that he has to. You know, yeah. there's just so many things he wishes you didn't even have to do, but he's just got it because he recognizes that's. 2020 you know what i mean but where the world is but it's he wants to make it known that that's not who i'm not doing this for me kind of just exactly what you're saying right now and it was just really cool man he was he was a a fun conversation with a lot of knowledge 
I'm looking um, forward to to having them on again, and you know, because there's so much. Obviously, that world is so deep oh, yeah. that we. I want to talk on nutrition and and go yeah. even further on. And, it, and, it, and his girlfriend and, Nicole, stuff, and, his, so. and his girlfriend Nicole. I mean, that's another woman. And, yeah, yeah that's very right. on top of everything, and she helps him, and that's who M1. You know, their 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 whole camp is based around M1. It's Joe and Nicole. It's not just Joe. It's not just Nicole. It's the, it's them together. And, um, you know, they have that unbelievable relationship and they, they help each other grow and that's how they've created M1. So rad. As Danny's mentioning, M1 Strong um, is the new website launched. It's now an app as well, I think he said. Um, yep. But boys, fellas, we got more groundbreaking info. How about that? That was so <laughs> rad. Danny, you kind of gave me a heads up, but uh, I wasn't sure if he was going to drop it and I wasn't going to put him on the spot. So I'm really no, happy he did. was unprompted. He just um, dropped it himself. As he should, man. That's yeah. so rad. He should be proud of it. Like I said, the website's awesome. Do. His services are great. Um, for anyone listening, if you missed it, he doesn't just work with <laughs> professional athletes. He, he'll take the time. Check him out. Uh, he's on social media at Joe underscore Cancellari. Uh, check out him and his girlfriend's new website, m1strong.com. Um, but anything else, fellas? Uh, I just want to say thank you to Joe. You know, this is a guy that I, I trust a lot of uh, faith into, and um, I appreciate his time, and uh, I appreciate both he, you know, Joe and Nicole for going out and putting M1 on our uh, platform to be able to launch that and you know, believe in something that we're doing and, and, and put it out there so everyone can, can see what they're doing. I mean, it's, this is something that they've worked hard on and uh, I'm just happy that they gave us the time to, to run an interview with us. Yeah, I'll, I'll right, right behind you on that. Nicole, thank you very much. You weren't on here, but Hey, you've, you've made an impact next time. Like with what said, your I'm man's doing. That's for damn time. sure. Yeah. So we'll shoot, fellas. That's episode 20 in the books. Everyone, be sure. Check us out. Rate, review, uh, comment, add us, subscribe. We're on YouTube, Spotify. (laughs) Look at that. How do you not want to watch this on YouTube? Come on. (laughs) Uh, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple, you name it. We're there. Check us out. Let us know what you think. Um, but again, episode 20 in the books. I didn't, I didn't really have a number or think of where this could go, but 20 episodes. Better than I thought. 20 episodes is a lot, fellas. And uh, looking, forward, half a year. looking forward to yeah. uh, a lot more. So here at Connected by Seams, that's episode 20. The birthday boy, older and wiser, Garrett Smith. Episode 20. 20, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero. Danny Espinoza down there. And I'm Cessna. (laughs) But that's us. The trio out. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Have a good one. Peace. See you guys. Peace.